0: The president doesn't answer to you, Lewis. Oh, yes, he does, A.J. I'm a citizen. This is my president. And in this country, it is not only permissible to question our leaders, it's our responsibility. But you already know that, don't you, Mr. President? Because you have a deeper love of this country than any man I've ever known. And I want to know what it says to you that in the past seven weeks, 59% of Americans have begun to question your patriotism. Look, if people want to listen to patriotism... They don't have a choice! Bob Rumson is the only one doing the talking. People want leadership, Mr. President, in the absence of genuine leadership, they'll listen to anyone who steps up to the microphone. They want leadership. They're so thirsty for it, they'll crawl through the desert toward a mirage, and when they discover there's no water, they'll drink the sand. Lewis, we have had presidents who were beloved, who couldn't find a coherent sentence with two hands and a flashlight. People don't drink the sand because they're thirsty. They drink the sand because they don't know the difference. Still don't know what I was waiting for. And my time was running wild. A million dead end streets and every time I thought I'd God admit, it made it seem the taste was not so sweet. So I turned myself to face me, but I've never caught a glimpse of how the others must see the faker. I'm much too fast to take that test. ch ch <laughs> Turn and face the stranger ch ch changes Wanna be a richer man? Ch-ch-ch-changes. Turn and face the stranger. ch changes It's gonna have to be a different man. Time may change me, but I can't trace
1: time. Hi everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event open up with that scene from the American president. I've used that uh, quite a few times over the last uh, 13 years and three months uh, since I've been on the air and the, and I, I use it as they're talking about, Hey, the, you know, people are looking for leadership. Last weekend we saw leadership at the CPAC, you know, when he, when, uh, when president uh, Andrew Shepard in the, in the movie. And of course every movie has has these presidents, these great president movies, they always have the hero be a Democrat. When in fact, we know that in real life, it's just the other way around, but that's kind of how Democrats run things. But Andrew Shepard says, hey, we've had had presidents that were beloved that can't find a a coherent sentence with two hands and a flashlight. Uh, I think he's talking about Biden. He can't find a coherent sentence with two hands and a flashlight. He doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't, you know, he's just, this is why we don't ever see him on a, uh, on a on a um, press conference with just him with nobody to save him with no uh pre uh preset questions hey, hey isn't it isn't it in February every year when we have a state of the union? Can you imagine Biden having to stand up and make a two hour speech i don 't think he can even read a speech that long or stand up on his two feet for 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 reading that long how about the uh, how about the uh how, you know, when they say, hey, you know what, people will, will crawl towards, uh, towards uh, they, in the absence of, of leadership, they're so hungry for leadership, they'll, they'll crawl towards a mirage. And when they find out it's not water, they'll drink the sand. You know what? That's the Democrats. They're so hungry for something that isn't Trump that they'll crawl t- towards it. They'll call it leadership and they're just drinking the sand and it's just, they don't even see what, what this is doing to our country. It's amazing. Uh, that song was uh, "Changes" from uh, uh, from David Bowie from I don't know the nineteen seventies somewhere. You know, uh, face the changes, uh, the changes that are going on in this country. We gotta just hey, we we gotta just face the all the changes that are happening, and they're all happening for the worst. But I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about leadership and talk about changes. I'm gonna talk about all that stuff and try to give you a, a some clarity on the on uh, what it means. Try to be a little bit of uh, give you a little. Taste of uh, Ed Hoffmanisms and what I see, what I see when I see this stuff happening. And uh, but before, let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't who know who Ed Hoffman is, my name is Ed Hoffman from Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and you need financing, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty one last time day or night toll free area code 855 640 2020 if you want to find out find out about those fantastic opportunities in that real estate price real estate prices are actually going up pretty fast which means for those of you that want to refinance you have equity that you didn't have before i think the the numbers look like 13% increase over the year 2020 um it's don't quote me on that it could be 14 but the prices of houses went up crazy last year and while i would think that people would be running from california and all evidence is that people are running from california um to get out of here um the prices still keep going up the and i think it's because they sense that the low interest rates are not going to are just not going to be forever and they got to seize the moment and it's crazy out there but if you already own a piece of property And you want to uh, seize the moment before they go up. And it looks like they're starting to go up right now. Call me at 855-640-2020. Or if you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, E D H O F F M A nnet Click on the Summit Funding logo. That'll take you to my lending page where you can put in all your information that you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from myself or one of my talented teammates and our team all works together. So if you're talking to one of them, you're talking to me. And at some point, most everybody talks to me on the transactions and, but we will help you find the missing pieces of your real estate financing puzzle. Also, while the rates are still down uh, for those of you over 62, the reverse mortgage is such an awesome, awesome program. I had, a, uh, I had somebody calling yesterday calling in for her mom, who's 75 years old has a house worth about uh, $500,000 that's free and clear. And she just, wanted, she just wanted to get some information so she could talk to her sisters first. Her sisters are her brothers and sisters. And uh, one of them heard me on the radio and said, hey, call Ed Hoffman and find out what the deal is here. And and uh, and they and I explained it to them. hey, you know what? This is how it works. It's just like a mortgage. You just don't have to make the payments. And it will, you know, it'll enhance your mom's life. And uh, at the end, the bank doesn't get the house uh actually you and your sisters or you and your siblings get the get the house and you have up to a year after your mom passes on to either refinance the house and and uh keep it or sell it pay off what's owed and the rest is the rest of the equity is still yours and uh and your sister she goes she made a comment she goes well this sounds like a good thing for my mom i don't know it sounds like it's going to be going to be kind of pressure for pressure for us when, when she passes on though. And I'm thinking, you know what, Hey, when your parent dies, it's always pressure. There's always pressure. But even if you, if your mom, mom and dad leave you a paid off house, there's pressure because you have to deal with the house. You don't have to deal with it within a year, but a year is a long time. A year is a long time. So, I mean, you got to deal with the loss of your parent and then you got to deal with, Hey, these are the assets that got to get split up. If one of the if one of the siblings wants to keep it and live in it, then they got to refinance it to pay off the other two siblings. If um, you guys are going to sell it, then you sell it and decide what to do with all the contents. You sell it. You talk to a realtor. You split up the split up the difference. You got to deal with it one way or the other. The only difference is it enhances mom's life while she's still alive, and that's her equity. So, you know, if it uh, can make a senior's life a little bit happier, and if you're the senior, you should consider that. Anyway, if you want to get more information, edhoffman.net, click on Summit Funding Logo or call me 855-640-2020. If you want to uh, repeat the podcast or if you want to hear this or you missed part of it, you can go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows, and you can listen to it on demand. You can also get the podcast on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they're called now, and you can uh, go on there. And you can actually subscribe for free and have it automatically download to your computer, your or your uh, or your Droid, or your iPhone, or your iWatch, or your iPad, or your iPod, or your Mini Pad, or your Maxi Pad, or your Puppy Pad. Uh, anything, anything, any device that you can listen to podcasts on, you can hear it. Uh, hear it on demand once a week. Uh, we upload it. On, I record Friday mornings. We upload it Friday afternoon, and sometime in Friday evening, it uh, will download onto your uh, onto your device. Um, follow me on, on Twitter at Ed Hoffman or all the other, uh, all the other, uh, social medias. Uh, I'm at big Ed Hoffman and, uh, um, I know Parler is finally back on. I noticed this week. So I did a a post this week on, on Parler and I try to do, uh, gab and, uh, what's the other ones I do gab. There's one that says, um, cloud hub. There's a few. There's a few of them I do. I should just try to repeat all the same posts. And of course, Facebook. The Facebook page is uh, Facebook.com/slash the main event. Ed Hoffman. Uh, and then the last thing is, if you have comments on the show, and I and I forgot to say this last week, but I enjoy your comments. Uh, email me your comments to Ed at edhoffman.net. Okay, so let's talk about what you might want to comment about. So, uh, so as I said, we got to see some leadership this week. Uh, America first at CPAC, the conservative political action conference uh, happened last weekend in Orlando, bringing president Trump back to the national stage to remind us of what we're missing out on now. You know, his first comments were, do you miss me yet? I remember when uh, somebody posted a picture of George Bush, George W. Bush after Obama started, do you miss me yet? And yes, we miss you, Mr. President. We miss you bad. So we miss, we miss having our country. We miss having, having some common sense to the changes that are happening. And because we're not seeing that now, uh, Trump closed out the conference on Sunday, but his secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, and there was a ton of great speakers, um, ton of them. And, but Saturday, uh, his uh, Trump secretary of state, Mike Pompeo gave a pretty presidential sounding speech on on his own Saturday, I remember uh, uh, Don and I were driving out to see our new dog. Uh, we uh, we got a little uh, Bernese Mountain dog puppy that we get to pick up next Thursday. Um, he'll be uh, almost eight weeks old, um, but we were going out to see him, and and he's speaking, and I go, and I turned to Don and I said, "That sounded pretty damn presidential, don't you think? I mean, if Trump and people are talking about whether Trump's gonna gonna run in 2024, and if the election was today, I'd say absolutely run." 2024 and make Pom- Mike Pompeo, your vice president. Cause you know, there's no way he's going to put Mike Pence as his, as his vice president. And I don't think anybody wants to see Mike Pence as a president, um, but I think Mike Pompeo was strong. And I say, but before I go on to Mike Pompeo's speech, this is what I consider Trump is 74. If he's If he's as strong in four years as he is now, then absolutely I want him to be president. But a lot happens to, to people as they, as they grow older and two years is a long time from 74 to 76, 76 to 78. So I say, Hey, let's see, let's see how Trump is, is going at some point, at some point, Trump has to get old and you can, and you can see the difference between the old videos of, of Joe Biden as idiotic as he's always been, but his energy level and his sharpness is just not there. He's gone why they pushed Joe uh, Joe Biden to be the president. Maybe he's the only one they thought they could control the Manchurian candidate maybe. Um, But, uh, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm keeping my mind open. I'm a hardcore Trump. Trump uh, supporter because I love his policies and I think he's strong and decisive. And he, he has good judgment on that. He may not be presidential in the way he talks. I don't care about that. He's not coming over to my house. He's not going to marry one of my, one of my kids. He's not going to, no, we're not having him over to preach at our church, but you know, running this country, someone with some, someone with some uh, vision and some common sense needs to be in that, in the white house. But uh, Mike Pompeo uh, was, had a, had a great speech. I thought it sounded presidential and To me, it said peace through strength. Uh, Here's about two minutes of his speech.
2: When you're a diplomat, when you're the 70s Secretary of State, you know, you have to stay in your lane. I don't have that. I'm not a diplomat. I'm going to let it rip. (laughs) Again, we began with you. We began with workers all across America. We put back to work. We put back to work women. We put back to African-Americans, Asians, Hispanics, everyone. Everyone was back working. We did that. President Trump did that. Our team understood that this matters. We did it by also securing our borders, giving Americans the chance to make a good wage and a chance to take care of their families. We defended America in the Middle East and we defended Israel in the Middle East too. We were, we were told a number of things, right? This was what establishment foreign policy meant. It says we were told that you can't sanction the Ayatollah in Iran and you can't stop sending pallets of Gash to the leadership. There'll be a war. Well, we did and there wasn't a war. You know, since those summits, Since those two summits, one in Singapore, one in Hanoi, the North Koreans haven't tested a long-range ballistic missile and they haven't tested their nuclear weapons. Exactly zero tests have been conducted. That's real foreign policy. America First takes real courage, takes a Secretary of State willing to walk into a room and tell it like it is, and a president who will have his back. We had that. Speaking of backs... Speaking of backs, I hear I hear President Biden saying, "America's back." <laughs> back to what? So right, back to pallets, back to pallets of cash to the Ayatollah so he can build missiles that threaten us. Back to apologizing when Iranians tell our soldiers and sailors to take to their knees at gunpoint. Back to President Biden killing a pipeline. Back to back to all the things that put America at risk, back to, back to supporting a pipeline in Europe that'll create European jobs. This is, this is not where we want to go back to any time at all. And we certainly don't want to go back to letting China have trade deals that kill our jobs right here in America. We can't afford it, we can't afford it. It's not the right thing and we don't have to do it. We must be bold and we must always put America first.
1: Absolutely. Put America first. Um, Just give you a little background on uh, Mike Pompeo. He was uh, went to West Point, graduated from West Point, went into the Army five years. He was uh, left the Army as a captain. Uh, He went to work for defense contractors like uh, Lockheed Martin and Raytheon. Um, Then in 2011, he says that I don't remember if it was this speech or a previous or another uh, interview. He said he was mad at what was going on in America in uh, after the first two years of Obama and decided to run for Congress, he took, uh, he uh, was elected to the fifth district in Kansas uh, served there for five years until uh, or six years until uh, president Trump made him the head of the CIA. And a year later, when Rex Tillerson left as the uh, secretary of state, uh, he, he, he stepped into that spot and served there as a secretary of state. And he was strong, strong, like secretary of state should be. And with a strong president who backs him up. So, To me, America first, speaking on Sunday to an energized crowd the next day uh, who uh, to an energized crowd who obviously misses him. President President Trump was at CPAC.
3: We all knew that the Biden administration was going to be bad, but none of us even imagined just how bad they would be and how far left they would go. He never talked about this. We would have those wonderful debates. He would never talk about this. We didn't know what the hell he was talking about, actually. (laughs) campaign was all lies talked about energy I thought I said you know this guy actually he's okay with energy he wasn't okay with energy wants to put you all out of business he's not okay with energy he wants windmills the windmills the windmills that don't work when you need them Joe Biden has triggered a massive flood of illegal immigration into our country the likes of which we have never seen before but the Biden administration has put the vile coyotes back in business, and it has done so in a very, very big way. Under the new administration, catch and release has been restored. Can you imagine? We work so hard. Catch, you know what that is. You catch them, you take their name. They may be killers, they may be rapists, they may be drug smugglers. You take their name and you release them into our country. We did the opposite we not only didn't release them, we had them brought back to their country. Illegal immigrants are now being apprehended and released along the entire southern border, just the opposite of what it was two months ago. They weren't coming because they couldn't get in. Once they think they can get in, they're coming, and they are coming at levels that you haven't even seen yet. We have gone from America first to America last. If you think about it, right? America last.
1: Yep. It's uh, it is America last. You see all the, all the uh, stuff that he's done. And before I go on to what he said, president Trump looked great. I mean, he looked rested. He looked energized. He looked brand new, you know, and uh, I saw somebody comment on uh on Facebook or Twitter, that this is the first time you've seen a president that looks younger after four years than he did going into four years. And I'll tell you why, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why uh, Trump, uh survived the four years without as much deterioration as as other presidents well first of all hair dye uh the the, <laughs> the second the second reason is is Trump if you read his book the art of the deal which was written i don't know 30 years ago um his daily routine is high intensity all day long one meeting to the next to the next to the next to the next he never stops working so for this kind of a breakneck neck uh, work pace this was natural to him. Whereas some of these politicians are, you know, you go to a lunch and then you go meet somebody else and then you take some time off and then you fly home and spend a few days talking to your uh, people at your home office and you chill out and you get things, put things on your expense account. You don't worry too much about expenses because the government pays all those and you just live your life. And it's a, and it's something that, you know, why do you, 435 Congress people that really don't have a single voice by themselves. Why do they like it so much? Because of all the perks that go with them. It's not $172,000 a year. It's more like probably a million dollars a year with all the perks that go on. it. Trump went in and worked. He worked and worked and worked and worked. He never stopped working. He didn't go to bed early. He went to bed late and got up early. And, you know, we hear about uh, Biden slow work pace and he goes to bed early at night. Who's running the country? I don't know. So uh, and you see everything that Trump's that that, uh, you know, Trump's talking about, hey, they cut off the uh, they cut off the pipeline in uh, that goes from uh, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma and Texas and and destroyed all those jobs and destroyed our our uh, our uh, our flow of oil. And he cut off all the uh, uh, oil leases on federal lands throughout the country. And putting ton, tons and tons of people out of business and out of jobs and how are they going to pay? You know, I, I posted a thing, say, hey, are they going to do a relief, a relief package for the people that just lost their jobs? That just lost their jobs because of the, how, the, uh, how the Biden administration has destroyed all these jobs. Oh, wait, those people are going to get these new green jobs. Well, shouldn't you create the green jobs first? Shouldn't you, before you quit your job, give your two-week notice, make sure you have a new job lined up? You know what? Nobody thinks about strategy like that because they don't have they don't have a damn clue. Biden's been in politics for 47 years. He doesn't have a damn clue. And all his people don't have a damn clue. You know, his attorney general. Well, you know, I haven't really thought about that. Well, what do you do? If you're a lawyer and you're a judge and you're and you're capable of being a Supreme Court judge or you're or you're uh, or you're capable of being a attorney general. Don't you think about things that are happening in the country? Doesn't this stuff cross your minds? These are the kind of idiots that are going, in, going into cabinet positions. And, uh, and just while I'm on, the, on the, the pipeline things, has anybody noticed the price of gas lately? I've seen the price of gas in the last six weeks go up a dollar a gallon. Now, for me, it doesn't bother me too much. But for those people, the people that are living paycheck to paycheck, that's a ton of money. That's a ton of money off. Well, we're not taxing them. Yeah, we are. You're taxing them because you've jacked the price of price of gas up. Uh, you you cut off the the supply and based on supply and demand that makes the, the supply goes down, the demand stays high, and that makes the prices go up. So everything that uh, Biden is doing to destroy everything that Trump did is just destroying our country. And I have to say, Hey, we're, we're on the verge of recalling our, our governor, which we'll talk about in the second half, but We're on the verge of recalling. We don't want to impeach Biden. We just need to, to recall their whole administration. Well, has he done anything that's uh, impeachable? Of course he has, but we just want to recall that. We just want to recall the whole thing because it's destroying America and essentially what uh, Gavin Newsom has done to California. And we need to do that. I don't know why, whether we can or not, if there's anything to recall, but you know what? I can't, believe the, I can't believe the people of this country can't see it, even the Democrats. Is this what you voted for? Is this, you You hated Trump so bad that you're willing to destroy your own life? And I'm gonna talk about all the stuff that's, that's going on with America Last, but I'm just about out of time for the first half. So uh, let's take a break right here for five minutes of traffic, weather, and commercials. And I'll be back with everything else that's going on with the America Last uh, policies of Sleepy Joe, Mr. Magoo Biden. Ch-ch-ch-changes
0: Turn and face the strange Ch-ch-changes Don't tell them to go up on uh, all events Ch-ch-ch-changes Turn and face the strange change ch changes Where's your shame? Your left us up to her next event? me Time may change me
1: But you can't twist time. Strange back And welcome back to the main event My name's Ed Hoffman yeah, turn and face the strange changes. Yep, time may change me, but I can't waste time. You can't either. We can't. We're only on this uh, on this earth for just a flicker. In the in the in reference to how time eternity is, and we got to do what we can do to uh, leave our mark. And when it comes time to go up uh, to visit the man upstairs, we're gonna have to uh, face judgment on what we did. And what we didn't do when we should have, shouldn't have. And if that means, uh, if that means, Hey, you see something wrong and you have a voice about it, don't just sit quiet, spread the, spread the news of what you see. Um, because I think, uh, we'll find out that, uh, uh, California is really majority conservative. If everybody would just, but most of us just sit, sit down and just be quiet. Hey, my name's Ed Hoffman with summit funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and financing on the radio. Um, because most of you find out, if uh, feel it's boring if it's uh, if you're not in the market. But if you think you might be in the market, if you've been uh, hemming and hawing and delaying on and checking out what you could do with a refinance or uh, or reverse mortgage or something like that, rates seem to be starting to go up again. Seize the moment, my friend. Seize the moment. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo, do the computer thing. Also, uh, let me remind you, if you have comments on my show today, uh, email me at ed at edhoffman.net, ed at N.net. Okay, so in the first half, we were talking about leadership. We we're talking about the leadership that we got to, got to hear and see in uh, Orlando, Florida last week um, at the CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, and uh, that happens there every, every year. <clears throat> we got to see some uh, tributes to our friend Rush Limbaugh who did uh who's who's done so much for the conservative movement and we got to hear uh hear the man we miss the most uh donald trump and uh but the world the the conservative movement is not over but except for for, for at least four years if we can't figure a way to recall the biden uh, administration um we're now in the america last uh administration with biden it's getting harder and harder to keep up with joe biden's america last agenda but let's try to recap uh, this week's catastrophes. First, the full blown crisis on the border. According to the Department of Homeland Security data leaked to Axios, here's what Biden was briefed on this week. And of course, if you saw him come, saw saw Biden come out, they said, uh, President Biden, did you learn something with your briefing? He goes, Oh, yeah, I learned a lot. That was it. Of course, he's talking through his, uh, through his, you know, I had a, a teacher go, Hey, don't mumble through your beard. I can't hear you. <clears throat> and but so he's, um, he mumbles through his mask. So the first, uh, so according to, here's, here's what he was briefed on. The agency is projected to peak at 13,000 accompanied minors crossing the border in May. Well, this is March. So apparently it's just the, we're seeing it amp up and amp up uh, day after day. The projection for the whole year of 2021 is 117,000 kids. This will exceed the all-time record by 45%. To meet the demand, Border Patrol is needing another 20,000 beds, not to mention how many people, oh, hey, here's what Biden's doing. He's creating jobs. He's creating jobs by opening the border. He's creating jobs, but they're government jobs. And you know what? If everybody works for the government, that's not a a stable economy. So, hey, you know, what? he's creating jobs. He, He lost jobs by cutting out the pipeline, but he's creating jobs by opening up the border. So we need more Border Patrol people. Idiot. Um, remember last week when Merrick Garland, who's about to be our attorney general said he'd never heard of the cartel members posing as minors to get into the country. Well, guess what? It's happening right now. This is journalist Sarah Carter's report from the border on Hannity. Uh, Some of the children are being kept separated from the adults, but there's also concern that maybe some of the older children that are in with the younger children may not be telling the truth about their age. They may be 21 and they, you know, may be posing as 17. So there's concern about the safety of those children. And the Border Patrol actually blames the Biden administration. So many of the Border Patrol agents that I've spoken to, they say the reversal of President Trump's policies here on the border has caused this crisis. Yeah, you think? You think that the, that's the Border Patrol people, the Border Patrol people who are supposed to work for their commander in chief. They're all saying Biden has 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 caused this. And, you know, what? Uh, hey, you know, what, we got 21 year olds, uh, 21 year olds that are uh, uh, posing as 17. It might be 29 year olds. I mean, you realize you realize that a kid that's 29 cuts his hair real short and shaves his face nice and clean right before he comes over. Next thing you know, he looks like he could look like a 17 year old. Hey man, I'm I'm only 17. I don't know where my parents are. I'm just barely here, you know. So uh, anyway, uh, so that's that's the reality. Also, this also this week, one of the deadliest vehicle crashes in the United States history to involve illegal immigrant smuggling happened near San Diego. So after entering the U.S. through a cut hole in the section of the border fencing, not Trump's wall, and I was actually out to dinner uh, this week in uh, at a Mexican restaurant. And there were some people talking about how, how they just bent over the, the wall. They just took a crane and bent, the, bent over the wall so people could use it as a ramp. And I'm going, the new wall, the part that Trump built? They go, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. And it turns out I was right. Um, this is part of the fence that they built in whenever they built it in previous administrations. Um, the, the new Trump, the Trump wall, which is stronger and drilled further into the ground. A Ford expedition holding 25 people crashed. 13 of the people died. The caravan also included a Chevy Suburban carrying another 19 people. Uh, That vehicle mysteriously caught fire just past the El Centro border crossing, although everyone escaped and survived. All the survivors were taken into custody by the Border Patrol agents. But as we all know, the policy is now catch and release. So they all came in. They got across the border. They were all arrested, taken into custody at at the Border Patrol. And then they're just going to let him go. Ridiculous. And you know what? You think about this. 25 people in a, in a, uh, in an SUV, how do they do that? Well, apparently they unbolt the seats so they can cram people in there like sardines. And, uh, I had somebody, I know that said when he was working down, he used to do uh, weekends working as a, uh, a valet valet parking. And, you know, in some rich people's parties down near San Diego and they'd make a ton of money, uh, with tips, parking people's expensive cars. And one of the guys there said, Hey, you know, you want to make 3000 bucks in a day. Uh, what do you do? He goes. Well, I, there's a pickup point where they come across in near near Tijuana or Tijuana San San uh, Ysidro, and they they pick these guys up and they drive them in, get them past the uh, the check station in uh, is it Fallbrook, and drop them off, and they go back and get another load. And you're out, you're like an Uber driver, you're just bringing people back and forth. This stuff has been happening. It's happening more now. But it's been happening. This stuff goes on. The the twenty five people in that one and nineteen people. These are just the people that screwed up and had their car catch on fire or gotten an accident. This is happening. They're coming across the border. So um, the only two people, the only two people who say all this chaos isn't a crisis are Joe Biden because he doesn't really know what he's talking. Hey, this isn't a crisis. What do you mean? What's not a crisis? I don't know. You know, there's a, they're out of a. They're out of uh, French fries at McDonald's uh, at 11 o'clock at night. No, we're not talking about that, uh, Mr. Magoo. Um, the only two people that think this isn't a crisis is Joe Biden and his homeland security secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. Do you believe that right now there is a crisis at the border?
3: I think that the uh, um, the answer is no. Uh, I think there is a challenge at the border that we are managing it is a stressful challenge. We are not only in addressing the urgency of the challenge, uh, but also in building the capacity to manage it and to meet our humanitarian aspirations and execution of the president's vision.
1: Yep, that sounds that makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. There's no crisis. Well, wait a minute. Three months ago, there was no crisis because people weren't coming in we had it under control. We built a wall across most of the Southern border. It's uh, the wall is, the wall is uh, still not finished. And of course, Biden stopped that, but, and leaving, leaving big sections of of wall pieces that we paid for that are gonna cost more to get to, to haul off than they are to install them and and letting a bunch of other people that contractors uh, that are eventually gonna get paid because they have contracts with the federal government and these people just lost their jobs, and, uh, and it's just, they're just leaving people in, in, the, in the lurch there. And, uh, and so you got all that happening. Well, there was no crisis three months ago. Then comes, then comes Biden, and all of a sudden we have a crisis. And what about those, those people at the southern border wearing, wearing those shirts? Biden, let us in. Mr. Biden, let us in. Who printed those things? I don't know. But, you know, hey, in case you're in case you're wondering why all these people are coming to the border now. Well, if you're blind, deaf and dumb, that's what that's why you're asking. But just in case they deny it, there's proof that it's all because of Biden. So uh, and uh, and I talked about the I talked about the gas prices. There was also a a video going around social media this week where uh, a tow truck drivers in Oklahoma and he's trying to gas up his truck and he's at a big truck stop and there's no gas. They're out of gas. And so if you haven't seen it, be aware. Start watching for, for gas shortages on top of the gas prices in, increasing. And if you're listening in someplace that's not California, you go $329 a gallon or $4.29 a gallon. Our prices are only $329. Yeah, but they were $229 a month ago. So California just add a dollar, add a dollar because of our, our tax structure here. America also comes in last when it comes to COVID safety in Texas, where the border cross- crossing, crossing highest, we had a hundred migrants testing positive for COVID this week and being released into the community. Wait a minute. If we get test positive for COVID, you got to go home, and isolate yourself and, and isolate yourself for 14 days. But when you come across the border, you know what we're being, Hey man, this is not who we are. Come on, man. They're not that bad. Release them into the community to spread it around. But Biden has the nerve to insult governor Abbott of Texas for removing the mask mandate. Here's what Biden said, followed by an excellent response from uh, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick.
3: The last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. How dare him attack Texas for our policies when he is allowing the border to be overrun by people coming in here by the hundreds, by the thousands? and testing positive. What a hypocrite. Uh, and of course, that word Neanderthal would come to uh, the president very quickly, because if you look up the definition of it, it says Neanderthal were hunter-gatherers. And of course, that would be the name of his son who gathers millions for his family uh, with countries around the world.
1: Hunters and gatherers would also be uh, also be uh, probably uh, could also be considered uh, people that actually work The hunters and gatherers and not just the people that that wait for the hunters and gatherers to bring food to them and give it to them for free while they're while they're smoking uh uh, smoking weed and watching uh ellen so uh so there we are plus you know if the if the guys in texas are neanderthals this proves you know hey governing a big state governing a country is so easy even a caveman could do it so anyway, also this week, the House uh, passed dangerous, the dangerous so-called voting rights bill, HR one, HR one, meaning, meaning uh, uh, priority number one. It's not expected to pass the Senate unless ten Republicans vote yes. But here's what's in HR one, so you know what Democrats are calling for the People Act, eliminating all voter ID laws in the country. BS, uh, allowing for the same day voter registration. Bull giving states the ability to automatically register voters through, through DMV records or food stamp programs. Some more, Bull, mandating at least 15 consecutive days of early voting for federal election. I think the federal election should be voting day. If you want to make it a voting weekend, then make it a voting weekend. But everybody votes in a very short period of time and you don't get two months. Providing drop boxes for absentee ballots. This is so Democrats can stop pretending like they don't ballot harvest because ballot harvesting would become totally legal, not to mention much easier. That's bull too allowing campaigns to pu- be publicly financed. That means with your taxpayer dollars uh, requiring political action committees to disclose all their donors. Uh, I think they do that. That's so Republican donors can be doxed online and, or fired from their jobs. I think we talked about that one time. Uh, one of the guys that, uh, is a uh, Hollywood producer that lost his job interview because they found him on the uh, on the Trump website that showed everybody who's donated. I checked it for me and I didn't realize I donated that much. But yes, uh, uh, all of us good Republicans were on there. And the pet project of Nancy Pelosi making Washington D.C. a state. If Washington D.C. is not a state, maybe it's just part of Virginia. Or maybe it's part of maryland but whatever the case it doesn't need to be its own state they're just trying to get more more senators here's nancy pelosi
0: hr1 restores the people's faith that government works for the public interest the people's interest not the special interest yes it is a power grab a power grab on behalf of the people
1: yeah i don't see it that way i don't see it that way at all it's a power grab on the on the part of the people that wanna retain uh, leadership, re- retain power over the people is not, but that's how they say it. Hey, we're for the minorities. We're, fi- we're for the people, we're for that. While they trick you into voting a certain way, then you're off Then they're off to do their own thing. So uh, this week we saw the tale of two governors over the past year, things sure have changed for two the two worst governors in the country. Uh, Let's start with our own governor, the not-so-honorable Gavin Newsom, gruesome Newsom. It's amazing what a recall petition with 1.9 million signatures can do. With the March 17th petition deadline two weeks away, Newsom has finally decided to follow the science when it comes to our kids. On Monday, he announced a $6.6 billion package to reopen schools by the end of the month. This is a $6.6 billion commitment. $2 $2 billion specifically for grants to help with in-person instruction. Those are grants that can provide more PPE, though we have set aside three
2: months of free PPE for ventilation, for spacing, for issues related to health and safety. $4.6 billion of the six point six to deal with reimagining the school year, giving districts flexibility, looking at
1: school days address learning loss as the districts see fit, including potentially extending the school year and moving the school year into the summer. 4.6 billion of that 6.6 provides for that flexibility. 2.2 billion dollars for grants to help with in-person instruction. Um, what is that for? We did in-person instruction before. Shouldn't we just unlock the doors? Get the get the janitors in there to sweep the dust off the floor and you know, empty the trash cans that weren't already emptied and uh get that ready and you know wipe off the desk and the and the chairs for the kids to sit in. Uh we have we need $2 billion to get ready for in-person instruction. I'm not sure where that's going. $4.6 billion for reimagining the school year, like like making it longer. Well, these guys have been had had a year to reimagine, you know, these teachers and everybody in the teachers union getting full pay. They're not going to work. They're standing in front of a computer screen. Part of the time, you know, there's a lot of time that they're not. And there's and they're only dealing with half as many students because most of them, a lot of them just aren't even attending. And uh, and they don't have to give out grades just pass or fail now. So uh, what's the four point six billion dollars for? I don't know if you live in California. Our tax rates are the highest of any state in the country. Um, We just spend money. Maybe Gavin Newsom's wife works for the school board. Maybe uh, some of his friends are part of the teacher's union. So let's just use this as an excuse to take away some of our money and give it to somebody else. When it comes to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, the left can tolerate him allowing thousands of nursing home residents go to die from COVID on his watch. They can even tolerate him lying to the federal government about how many people died. But they can't tolerate sexual misconduct because it would... Expose their hypocrisy. So, this week, with three women now accusing the governor of sexual harassment, two of them his employees, some Democrats are calling for Cuomo's resignation. It started last week when a former aide named Lindsay Boylan published an essay with these allegations. Colleagues told her the governor had a crush on her. Colleagues showed her emails in which Cuomo discussed her attractiveness. Cuomo often went out of his way to touch her lower back and legs. While sitting face to face in tight quarters on a government flight, Cuomo proposed to her that they plan that they play strip poker. As she attempted to leave the private meeting in his office, Cuomo attempted to kiss her on the lips. I think he did kiss her on the lips. Two years later before that, two years before that, he he also, while alone in the office, Cuomo showed, showed her a cigar box and claimed that it was a gift from Bill Clinton. The reference to ben, Bill Clinton's office, uh his affair with Monica Lewinsky, was not lost on me, she said. No, he said, hey, from Bill Clinton. This week, uh, an assistant named uh, Charlotte B- Bennett told the New York, the New York Times that uh, Cuomo harassed her last year during the height of the New York uh, New York's fight against COVID. While alone in his office on June 5th, the governor governor asked her a question about her sex life, including whether she was monogamous in her relationships and if she ever had sex with an older man. In the uh, in the same meeting, Cuomo told her he was open to relationships with women in their 20s. Bennett is 25 and the governor is 63. Ew, yuck. So uh, other, other times he made comments about missing hugs during the COVID. It was clear the governor was was using hugs. Imagine the, the, the quotation marks that I'm using with my fingers. Hugs has a code word for sex. I understood that the governor wanted to sleep with me and felt horribly uncomfortable and scared. She said, I wondered how I was going to get out of it and assumed it was the end of my job. Um, she told uh, Cuomo's chief of staff and less than a week later, she was given a uh, promotion as a health policy advisor, something she was clearly not qualified for. And in, and in November she resigned. So it's just a way, Hey, we don't want to say we fired her for, for, uh, for, for saying that the governor was a, uh, was uh, sexually harassing her. We just put her in a position where she'll quit. Uh, sounds kind of familiar. Uh, sa- sounds very familiar to someone named Tara Reid, who had similar similar uh, situation with President Joe Biden. But of course, when this came out, um, nobody cared because they put him in the White House. So let's listen to part of her part of her interview with Megyn Kelly, where she tells him that well, she says that she was bringing his gym bag. And she was doing an errand for the president for uh for the senator joe biden at the time and this was probably uh 1992 and she brought she brought the gym bag to wherever he was and she brought the gym bag and he had her in a, lo- a room alone and pinned her up against the wall
4: he had his hands um, under underneath my clothes and um it was it happened all at once so he had it, one hand underneath my shirt and the other hand um, I had a skirt on and he like went down my skirt and then went up and I remember I was up almost on my tippy toes and um, when he went inside the skirt he was talking to me at the same time and he was leaning into me and I pulled this way away from his head I remember and so he was kissing my neck area and he whispered did I wanna go somewhere else in a low voice but he said Um, Something vulgar and he said it low and I was pushing away and I remember my knee hurting because our knees He he had opened my legs with his knee and our knees caps clashed So I felt like the sharp pain his fingers were inside of my private area It it wasn't there was no small talk. There was no like precept there was it was just sudden and it was happening like that and he um, was saying that to me, saying those things to me, and I was pulling away. And then he pulled back immediately when he could see I wasn't complying. I was obviously just tensed up and frozen and not kissing him back and not going with him. And he pulled back and he looked at me and he said, come on, man, I I heard you liked me. In that moment, I knew this was really bad. I knew I was it was more than just like the assault. It was really bad. He was then angry. Right. And I could feel, it wasn't like yelling angry, but like that hostility build. And he pulled back and he was just looking at me directly. And he said, he pointed his finger at me and he said, you're nothing to me.
1: Isn't that the person we want in the white house? You know, they're talking about what Cuomo did, but this seems a little bit more serious and And, you know, you can say, well, Trump did this and Trump did that. Trump didn't do it to one of his employees and he didn't do it while he was in public office and whatever, whatever he did was consensual. And the only person who needs to judge that is, is Melania. But for this, this person took advantage of his position and we put him in the White House. What a bunch of bull. So anyway. Um, so this, was, this, was, this is the kind of stuff that's going on. This is the kind of stuff. And, and all year, all year while this stuff is going, this is how the media was was uh, treating Cuomo the whole time.
2: Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. For a lot of people, Angel Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is
4: conveying incredible strength. You spoke
0: to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that... If I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you was sending soldiers off to
4: war. Governor Cuomo, I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. Garnering the nickname America's governor, I think you saw it right there. A few people uh, have a, a better understanding of how to manage the pandemic uh, than you do. Dealing with hardship actually makes you stronger. That's what Governor Cuomo said earlier
1: today. That's what I'm going to go teach my kids right now at home. Yeah, you know, in my opinion being a leader is something that you are something that you do something that you that you are you don't you're not a leader when the camera is on you're a leader all the time it's like being a christian christianism is about what you do on sunday morning it's about how you act and how you and how you the the decisions you make 24 hours 7 days a week 365 days a year it's about the decisions you make when nobody knows what's going on inside your mind except for you and god it's not about you know it's, it's who you are and just because you're out there and you're making good speeches and in front of the cameras you're you you portray a leader that does not make you a leader just because uh, uh, uh michael douglas played a good president on tv or jeff bridges that doesn't make them a leader means they played a leader on tv Hey, anyway, think about that. Think about that in your life. Think about that when you look at our leadership and demand excellence everywhere you go. And if you see something, say something. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this, uh, this episode of the main event. So uh, everybody, thanks for listening. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week.
4: Opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.